Biden made clear that he has no intention of maligning Reid. I'm not going to go in and question her motive, he said. I'm not going to attack her. She has a right to say whatever she wants to say. But I have a right to say, look at the facts. Check it out. What are you talking about, Joe Biden? If you didn't rape her, the woman's a monster. Okay, you have to say so. You have to come out and say, no, that woman's crazy. I feel bad for her for being a crazy person, but she's a crazy person. I didn't rape her. Or you have to say, no, she clearly has horrible motivations because she's a huge Bernie supporter and she doesn't like me. She wants to be famous or something like that. Say all that stuff. Okay, tell the truth if that's the truth. If it's not, don't be like, oh, well, you know what? She, She can say, I mean, if somebody comes out and accuses you of murder, you don't go, well, you know what? They have every right to accuse me of murder. That's okay. You know, you should believe people who accuse you of murder, uh, even though believe doesn't actually mean believe. I mean, this is the most crazy, doublespeak, convoluted insanity I've ever heard in my life. If Biden is a rapist, vote for him anyway. Mr. Reagan. Yesterday, USA Today ran a column written by Democrat propagandist Kirsten Powers that asked the question, if you believe Biden is a rapist... Should you vote for him anyway? What the f***? The precise title of the article is Biden denies sexual assault claim. If you don't believe him, should you vote for him anyway? The subtitle then goes on to basically state Kirsten Powers' position. If you believe Reed's claims but grasp the unique danger Trump presents, it's best to ignore black and white analysis and search your own conscience. By search your own conscience, she basically means vote for Biden anyway, despite thinking he's a rapist. And this is how deranged leftists have become about Trump. I mean, they really do think Trump is pure evil. The bitter hatred that the left has for Trump began, I think, way back during the Clinton years. The Democrats hated the Republicans for prosecuting Bill Clinton, and they've wanted revenge ever since. And here's the thing, their resentment over Clinton's impeachment, it hasn't faded over the years. It's grown. Through the Bush and Obama years, the left has been growing more and more vicious. Obama's presidency turned CNN from a left-leaning cable news network to state-run propaganda. From nothing but love to nothing but hate. When Trump came on the scene, it seemed like everyone in the media went completely insane. Facts no longer matter. All that matters is the preservation of the leftist order. They believe that they have to take Trump out no matter what. Trump wants to eliminate illegal immigration. He must be a racist. A Democrat woman said that she flirted with Trump once and he kissed her. Ah, Trump's a rapist. Trump owns popular hotels that foreign dignitaries sometimes choose to stay in. Well, that's a bribe. Trump's accepting bribes. That violates the emoluments clause. He must be impeached. Trump dares investigate Biden's corruption in Ukraine. Trump is interfering with the election. He must be removed from office. He promoted hydroxychloroquine. This must benefit Trump financially. Trump is literally killing people. And let's not forget Russian collusion. That wasn't even a sinister distortion of reality. That was just utterly invented out of thin air. But here's the crazy thing about all that stuff. All of these absurd ideas, these leftists still believe these things. According to the left, Trump is a racist, sexist, homophobic, treasonous rapist who takes bribes from foreign governments and promotes ineffective medical treatments, killing thousands of Americans just to increase his own fortune. That really is what many in the media believe about Donald Trump. And even if they just believe some of that, or or even if they know it's all false, they pretend to believe it because that's the narrative. It's a fully fleshed out story that they can use to demonize Trump specifically, 
and to demonize conservatives generally. And that's precisely what's going on here. Whether she actually believes what she's saying or not, Kirsten Powers is arguing that since Trump is so evil, it doesn't really matter what crimes Biden has committed in his life. Anyone is better than Donald Trump, which I believe is the same reason that Democrats dismissed Biden's corruption in Ukraine and in China. Now, I have to warn you, this is the most insane article that I've possibly ever read. Indeed, this is the lunatic rantings of a tragic victim of severe Trump derangement syndrome. And I'll explain why I think that at the end. But first, I have to sell you something. In the year 2020, it's so important to keep your body healthy. Collagen may be the closest thing we will ever have to a real fountain of youth. The older you are, in fact, the more likely it is that you've heard of the benefits of collagen, and for good reason. Many health experts now agree that consuming collagen is crucial to revitalizing how you look and feel. After all, collagen is the most abundant protein in your body, and it's the essential glue that holds you together. In fact, after age 20, people produce about 12% less collagen in their skin each decade. For some, it's an even greater decline. This means by the time you're middle-aged, you could be producing half of the collagen you did in your youth. Even worse, various lifestyle factors that you may have been exposed to, like poor diet, smoking, pollution, stress, and sun exposure, can deplete your collagen levels even faster. In short, this year-by-year -year escalating loss of collagen is a key reason that people look old as they age. Skin sags and wrinkles, hair gets thinner, nails lose their strength, joints become stiff, recovery from activity and exercise slows, digestion Digestion-related complaints seem to come out of nowhere, and in general, our bodies seem to turn on us. But collagen peptides have the following benefits. It makes your skin healthy and supple and gives you that youthful look. It makes hair healthy and young-looking, supports joint flexibility, strengthens nails, teeth, and gums, promotes strong, healthy muscles, tendons, and ligaments, promotes stronger bones, and it supports digestive health. And I actually looked into these claims because I will not advertise products that I don't believe have some benefit. And what I discovered was that these claims are all absolutely true. In fact, I recommend recommend looking this information up for yourself. Actually, you know, they didn't even send me any of this, but I'm going to actually order it myself because I actually think I probably need this. So visit my page at healthwithreagan.com and revitalize yourself with Biotrust Collagen Peptides. The link, as usual, is in the description below. All right, let's read through this insane article. Okay, she starts... Here we go again. The American public is faced with allegations of a male politician's bad behavior. In this case... <laughs> Bad behavior. When it's Trump or Kavanaugh, you know, they're rapists. When it's Joe Biden, it's bad behavior. Okay. In this case, accusations against former Vice President Joe Biden by former Senate staffer Tara Reid, who says the putative Democrat presidential nominee sexually assaulted her in 1993 while she worked in his Capitol Hill office. Putative. Fancy word. That means he's the expected nominee, the assumed Democrat nominee. What does it mean to believe all women who have made sexual assault allegations such as Reed's? It has always been my inclination to err on the side of believing women because statistically speaking, it's highly unusual, though not unheard of, for such claims to be fabricated. Believing in such cases does not mean blindly accepting every accusation as the unquestioned truth. It simply means taking such allegations seriously and believing that their claims should be fairly investigated. What? What? <laughs> Since when does believing mean that? Back when it was Kavanaugh, you believed all women. Now, it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Believing doesn't mean what you think it means. Well, hold on a second. This is from 1930, but I think that all of the definitions are still relevant. Here we go. Believe. 
Accept as true. That's what it means. Accept as true. That is the definition. And what does she say? Believing, in such cases, does not mean blindly accepting every accusation as the unquestioned truth. Believing does not mean accepting the truth. Believing means accepting something as true. The dictionary says, I am so confused. But, I mean, I guess we should take her word for it. She is an esteemed reporter, esteemed journalist for USA Today and CNN. She must be right about everything, even when she redefines words for us. But anyway, moving on. Many Biden supporters don't believe Reid's accusation. But for those who find it unsettling, how might we think about this issue in terms of the presidential election? Okay, Trump outstrips Biden on accusations. That's the title of the next section. Obviously, she's going to try to say that more women have accused Trump than Biden. Let's, let's read and find out if that's correct. First, the terrible analogies need to go. Conservatives claim that there's, there's been a double standard for Biden compared to how Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh was treated. This is false. No, it isn't. <laughs> well, what does she mean it's false? Is she out of her mind? Okay, hold on. While a few Democrats demanded Kavanaugh's nomination be immediately withdrawn just on the strength of the accusation against him, the prevailing view was that the accusations should be thoroughly and fairly investigated and that Christine Blasey Ford should be heard. Really? (laughs) That was the prevailing view. That's so weird because I don't remember that at all. And funnily enough, this was tweeted out. She tweets... As I point out in my column today, there is no double standard in the way Kavanaugh was treated versus Biden. A few Democrats called for immediate withdrawal of nomination, but the prevailing view was that the accusations should be heard and investigated. Same should be done with Reed. And this is obviously ridiculous. Okay, she might say same should be done with Reed. I don't hear really any other Democrats calling for a thorough investigation of Reed's accusation. And secondly, her rewriting of history is utterly absurd. We know that every Democrat was calling for Kavanaugh's head. Let's have a look at some of the comments here. This is from my friend Deanna Lorraine. She writes, there's no way you can actually believe what you typed. (laughs) Sydney Watson, another friend of mine, writes, uh, she, she posts a meme with Kermit the Frog reading a book entitled How to Slap Someone Through the Internet. (laughs) A little inappropriate, Sydney, but I found that amusing. Oh, this is a good one. Molly Hemingway, she writes, In fact, every single Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee called for the withdrawal of the Kavanaugh nomination over the Swetnick allegations. Don't revise history, however embarrassing and discrediting it might be. Ali Beth Stuckey writes, Sorry, can't memory hole this one. It's, it's as if Kirsten Powers doesn't realize that we have the internet. It's like she doesn't realize like everything's recorded, and we can all go back and watch it. You can't pretend that Democrats were just, oh, no, 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 we were cool with Kavanaugh. No, 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 none of us called for his head. Please. And there's a million other tweets that are even more hilarious. Some guy named Mr. Reagan responded, I believe this is the definition of gaslighting. And I think he's right. Smart guy. He only got 75 likes because his Twitter game is weak. Follow me on Twitter, folks. Mr. Reagan, USA. Kirsten Powers then goes on. Whether people like it or not, it's now a zero-sum game. Trump versus Biden. Even if you believe the accusation against Biden, Trump far outstrips him in the sexual accusation department. Yes, it's a terrible place to be where that sentence can even be written. That said, if sexual assault allegations are the most important issue to you, then there is still no contest. (laughs) 
So basically what she's written here is this is a math problem. If you don't like sexual assault allegations, if you think that this taints a candidate, what you've got to do is you've got to add up the number of sexual assault allegations against Trump. You've got to add up the number of sexual assault allegations against Biden. Doesn't matter how credible they are. Doesn't matter if they've been disproved. Doesn't matter. What matters is the number, okay? You got to count those up and then you got to figure out who has more. So what this basically means, folks, if we're going to use this as the parameter of who we should vote for or who Democrat women should vote for who are concerned about sexual assault allegations, we should all just start making sexual assault allegations against Joe Biden because then you have more, right? So I could make one here. I think that once Biden looked at me and it felt a little rapey. Okay, have I been in the same room as Joe Biden? No, but that's irrelevant. Again, credibility of the accusation doesn't matter. What matters is the number of accusations. All right, so basically she's making the case of voting for the lesser of two evils. That's, that's essentially the case she's making. To that end, she then asked the question, does that make you a hypocrite? I don't think so. But even if it did, <laughs> but even if it did, we need to get some perspective here. Pin the tail on the hypocrite is a uniquely Washington game and one that I played with Elon for years. Elon, by the way, means um, like passion or zest or zeal, excitement, enthusiasm. So basically she's saying that she used to go around and point at people and say they're a hypocrite with a great deal of enthusiasm. She used to love to do this. This is a sort of happy pastime for her, perhaps. So then she writes, the problem with it is that it often reduces complex issues to simplistic caricatures and typically involves ascribing the worst of intentions to whomever you view as an opponent. Back when I used to point at people and enthusiastically accuse them of being hypocrites, you know, that, that was a lot of fun. That was great. That was all good. But now that I have recognized that I may actually be a hypocrite, uh... You know what? You, you know, these issues are, are complex and, and they're nuanced. We, nothing's black and white here. <laughs> okay, she goes on. But if you are undone by hypocrisy, wait until you hear what Trump has done to undocumented immigrants, the environment, black people, indigenous people, Muslims, Latinos, women's rights, LGBTQ rights, America's standing in the world, or the concept of truth and decency. <laughs> And I guess this is where she kind of breaks down and acknowledges that, you know, basically she just hates Trump and thinks he's pure evil. And that's why you have to vote for Biden, no matter how horrible he is. This is a president who had advanced warning of a looming pandemic that has killed tens of thousands of Americans and counting, who is wreaking economic havoc across the nation and who thinks ingesting bleach might be the solution to all of this. Okay, first of all, president had advanced warning of a looming pandemic. She doesn't really accuse him of like botching the response to that. I assume she's saying that he handled it poorly, but she didn't say that. But that's not true. He's handled it very well. If you look at the fatality rate amongst Americans versus other countries, we are doing incredibly well. So right on Donald Trump. Okay. <laughs> the accusation that Donald Trump is wreaking economic havoc across the nation, nobody, nobody is accusing him of that. Not even Democrat. I don't even know what she's talking about. I mean, everybody knows that the virus has caused economic havoc across the nation. Donald Trump facilitated the greatest economic boom we've ever had in the United States of America ever. All right. To sit here and say that he's wreaking economic havoc across the nation is so disingenuous. It's such a, a sinister lie. It's, it's not even mildly believable, even to the most hardcore Democrat. Why would she even say that? It's so deranged. It's, it clearly shows, you know, her desperation in wanting to reconcile this hypocrisy that she's engaged in right now with, you know, how she thinks of herself as a good person and who thinks ingesting bleach might be the solution to all of this. All right. Trump never said ingest bleach. That's just a 
blatant lie. He never said ingest bleach for any reason, much less as the solution for all of this. I mean, that's... The woman's clearly deranged. All right, let's move on. If the media must play the hypocrisy game, then ask Republicans why. If they're so concerned about sexual assault allegations, they don't turn against Trump or talk with any number of the president's accusers. I've actually looked into all the accusations against Donald Trump, the assault allegations. They're all completely ridiculous. Every woman who's accused Donald Trump of any kind of misconduct, they all want attention or... They're all... One woman said that she basically went up and flirted with Donald Trump. Donald Trump thought she was interested in her, kissed her, and then she came out as if that was like some kind of a sexual assault. She went on, um, what was it? It was Megyn Kelly's show back when she was with NBC. And she was saying, oh yeah, Trump sexually assaulted me. And Megyn Kelly actually said, well, don't you think you were just like flirting with him and he, was, he thought you were interested? And she said, oh yeah, that's definitely what was happening. And I think Megyn Kelly was just thinking like, then how is that sexual assault? <laughs> you know, If you want to be famous, if you want attention, accusing a very famous and successful man of sexual misconduct is a good way of doing that. The point is, none of the Trump accusations were remotely credible. They were all ridiculous. The woman who said that Trump attacked her in the dressing room of Bergdorf Goodman. I mean, the whole, <laughs> every accusation is insane. They're all absurd. They're all people who want attention. This Biden accusation, very, very different. So this is the conclusion. Uh, she writes, you can believe Reid and vote Biden. So this is her closing argument. For those of you who believe the accusation against Biden, but who grasp the unique danger Trump represents to this country, it's best to ignore the kind of black and white analysis that dominates our public discourse. It's important to ignore conventional ideas of good and evil. <laughs> Here's the truth. You can believe Tara Reid and still support Joe Biden, even if you view him as an imperfect vessel for removing a dangerous maniac from the White House. That's how she characterizes it. <laughs> Let me let me translate that for you. Here's the truth. You can believe Tara Reid and still support Joe Biden, even if you view him as a rapist. <laughs> okay, anyway. If this were the primary, then the calculus would be different, but it's not. Most of the people I know who are deeply wrestling with this issue are women. Something I've noticed is that women are often pushed to be absolutely pure and above reproach in order to have moral authority. I know in the past I've twisted myself into a pretzel, trying to meet the standards of moral consistency set by people, usually men, who in hindsight were themselves raging hypocrites who never held themselves to the same strict standards to which they hold everyone else. So she's actually stating here that she believes that she is morally perfect and that she has moral authority over everyone else, over us little peons that are morally corrupt, morally bankrupt. <laughs> Her position is she is morally superior to the rest of us. She holds herself to this absolute and that, you know what? It's okay, though. You can you can be hypocritical. You can do whatever evil you think needs to be done. You can vote for a rapist if you if you need to, because the Republicans are so bad, Donald Trump so bad, that even if Biden is a rapist, voting for him, even if voting for him is hypocritical, even if voting for him is wrong, it's still okay because you're still not as bad as those evil Republicans. <laughs> That paragraph is insane. All right, let's move on. Just like Ford, Tara Reid should be heard, and her accusations deserve investigation. When pressed Friday on MSNBC, you know what, let's just play the MSNBC interview because this is pretty good. Your Senate documents at the University of Delaware were supposed to go public, and then they were resealed. The access was changed. I know that you're saying any HR complaints could be in the National Archives, but why not reveal your Senate documents that are uh, being held in Delaware? I know there's 1,800-plus boxes, um, but if 
if if she believes and she alleges that the complaints may be hidden there, why not strive for complete transparency? Why was the access to those documents sealed up when they were supposed to be revealed? The fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that, that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. The papers are position papers. They are documents that existed and, and uh, that, that when I, for example, when I go, when I met with Putin or when I met with whomever and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm -hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. And so the National Archives is the only place there would be anything having to do with personal records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers mm -hmm. at the university. So uh, personnel records aside, are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reid in those records? And if so, I am absolutely certain. why not? Why not approve a search of her name in those records? Approve a search of her name. Yes. And reveal uh, anything not... that might be related to Tara Reid in the University of Delaware records. There is nothing. They wouldn't. They're, they're not there. And if they, if it's, I, 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 you know, I don't understand what you're, the point you're trying to make. The point there I'm trying no to make is that there are no personnel records by are, definition. The point I'm trying to make is that you are approving and actually calling for a search of the National Archives records of uh, yes. anything pertaining to Tara Reid. I'm asking why not do the same in the University of Delaware records, which have raised questions because they were supposed to be re revealed to the public and then they were sealed for a longer period of time. Why not do it for both sets of records? Because the material in the University of Delaware has no personnel files and it has, but it does have a lot of confidential conversations that I had with the president about a particular issue that I had with the heads of state of other places, that that would not be something that would be revealed while I was in public office or while I was seeking public office. It just stands the reason, the best of my knowledge, no one else has done that either. I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. A search for that. Nothing classified with you... the president or anybody else. I'm just asking why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who, who, who does that search? The University of Delaware, uh, perhaps you set up a commission that can do it. I don't know. Whatever is the fairest way to create the most transparency. Well, this is, look, Mika, she said she filed a report. She has her employment records still. She said she refiled a report with the only office that would have a report in the United States Senate at the time. If the report was ever filed, it was filed there, period. Given the fact that you have said in the past that if a woman goes under the lights and talks about something like this, we have to consider that the essence of this is real. Is the essence of what she is saying is real? Why do you think she's doing this? 
I'm not going to question her motive. I'm not going to get into that at all. I don't know why she's saying this. I don't know why after 27 years, all of a sudden this gets raised. I don't understand it. But I'm not going to go in and question her motive. I'm not going to attack her. She has a right to say whatever she wants to say. But I have a right to say, look at the facts. Check it out. Find out whether any of the, what she says is asserted or true. Now, see, Joe Biden really screwed himself during the Kavanaugh circus. Now he's got to be super respectful because, you know, believe her. But here's the thing. If... Tara Reid is lying, and Joe Biden didn't rape her. She is a terrible person. She is a despicable, disgusting monster. Women get raped, and it messes up their lives forever. Men get falsely accused of rape, and that messes up their lives forever. If Biden is innocent, that means this woman is a monster. But because of the Kavanaugh circus, because Biden went all in on the believe women crap, because he didn't say, no, this is not justice. The American standard of justice is innocent until proven guilty, not believe all women. That's insane. That's what he should have said. But he didn't say that. And because he didn't say it, now he's screwed. But it's not all his fault. It's the fault of all Democrats. They all now have to pretend that they never actually persecuted Kavanaugh. And that's what Kirsten Powers is arguing in this article. That's what Alyssa Milano said in a recent interview. Oh, we never really we never really meant that. Believe The word believe, it doesn't really mean believe. And actually, the worst response to this utter hypocrisy was Nancy Pelosi. Her response was, it's it's Joe Biden. Uh, The fact that Joe Biden is Joe Biden. All right, let's get back to the article. This is the essence of what believing women actually means. In stark contrast to Trump, who attacked many of his accusers and intimidated and mocked Ford at the Mississippi rally. Yeah, because she was lying. Biden made clear that he has no intention of maligning Reid. I'm not going to go in and question her motive, he said. I'm not going to attack her. She has a right to say whatever she wants to say. But I have a right to say, look at the facts. Check it out. What are you talking about, Joe Biden? If you didn't rape her, the woman's a monster. Okay, you have to say so. You have to come out and say, no, that woman's crazy. I feel bad for her for being a crazy person, but she's a crazy person. I didn't rape her. Or you have to say, no, she clearly has horrible motivations because she's a huge Bernie supporter and she doesn't like me. She wants to be famous or something like that. Say all that stuff. Okay, tell the truth if that's the truth. If it's not, don't be like, oh, well, you know what? She, She can say, I mean, if somebody comes out and accuses you of murder, you don't go, well, you know what? They have every right to accuse me of murder. That's okay. You know, you should believe people who accuse you of murder, uh, even though believe doesn't actually mean believe. I mean, this is the most crazy, doublespeak, convoluted insanity I've ever heard in my life. All right, let's move on. This is the last paragraph, so bear with me. Contrary to the way politics and world affairs are typically covered and discussed in America, moral and ethical dilemmas tend to be nuanced and complex. (laughs) Okay. In the end, we all have to weigh all sorts of competing factors and search our own consciences and determine which candidate represents the best future for our country. It's just amazing to me how deluded this woman is. It's clear to me that she's having trouble reconciling her own hypocrisy with the ethically pure view that she has of herself. She claims that she used to enthusiastically accuse other people of hypocrisy. She considered herself ethically perfect and believed that she had moral authority over others. In fact, what she admits in this article is pretty astonishing. It's basically all of the delusions from which we claim Democrats suffer. She's just admitting to all of them now because she's desperately trying to twist together some kind of convoluted argument in order to justify the hypocrisy 
she's openly admitting to here. I feel sorry for her. She's struggling with the realization that her political ideology is more important to her than her personal ethics. But that's the Democrat way. The ends justify the means. It doesn't matter what horrible thing they do as long as they get political power because they think they're better than us. They think that they're ethically pure and that they wield moral authority over the rest of us. It's amazing that they're stuck in this predicament. I hope some of them realize their hypocrisy like Kirsten Powers here has done. But unlike Kirsten Powers, I hope that they don't excuse it. I hope they reject it and that they reject leftist ideology and that they reject the Democrat Party. Because it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. We have so many people who can't see a fat man standing beside a thin one without coming to the conclusion the fat man got that way by taking advantage of the thin one. Mr. President, in talking about the continuing recession tonight, you have blamed mistakes of the past, and you have blamed the Congress. Does any of the blame belong to you? Yes, because for many years I was a Democrat. 